Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Catfish Corner, the uh, Tennessee's podcast for the Nashville Predators. I'm, I'm beat writer Paul Scarina, joined by columnist Gentry Estes. Uh, we, we, we haven't been on the regular on this the last few weeks because our schedules haven't allowed, but um, we're back this week and we're going to stay focused on one thing this week. I think that you know we've touched on Gentry quite a bit before the season and the off season during the season, but we haven't really dive too deep into it and that's Philip Forsberg in the in his contract situation he'll be an unrestricted free agent after this season um spent his entire career with with Nashville David I like to say David Poyle stole him from uh from the Washington Capitals but um yeah so you know he's he's been back for a few games and and you know they they did fine without him um of course they're a better team with him you you have to imagine but uh, Gentry, you know, at the beginning of the season, before I think before the season started, you kind of you, you wrote about his contract and, and how it kind of would be the temperature of this franchise going forward, depending on what they did with him. Um, and that I, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, but it, it's funny because he comes back and he scores four goals in a game. And now all of a sudden, everyone, you know, they, they better resign him. We're going to we're going to, you know, storm the storm Bridgestone, you know attaching a lot a lot to one game but uh you know what so far what you've seen i know he was injured but i mean what what do you make of of a guy who you know unlike matthias ekholm won't commit you know and 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 maybe will choose to ride it out or who knows what will happen well here's with forsberg and yeah I, I think because he scores four goals in one game it's like all of a sudden the conversation changed and you're like, okay why it's just one game and and i think what this is going to come down to is the same thing it's always come down to, which is do the Predators want to invest what will probably be a very expensive, very long-term deal with Philip Forsberg? You know, you're talking about a team that doesn't want to do a no-trade clause and do all that stuff. Well, he's probably going to want that. He's probably going to want the long – he's going to want more than the $8 million Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson are getting. You know that. And he probably deserves that uh, relative to those two. So I think – the the question is is going to be as it has been all along. Are the predators? Does it make sense for them to commit long term to him in such a way? I don't think it does. I haven't thought it did the whole time. Uh, you're talking about a very good player uh, who is very injury prone, and you see it all the time. Uh, every year, it seems like this sort of thing has happened, and I, and I just feel like it doesn't make a lot of sense for them at this point to to do that. Okay, so if that happen, if that's the case then you better trade him before the deadline or you're going to lose him for nothing. And I think that's the worst case scenario. So yeah, it, it does, it, it does put a time constraint on this whole thing because it goes back to the same conversation we have every year with the Preds, Paul, which is, are they legit? Are they not? Are they rebuilding? Are they not? And I think at this point in the season, it's gone a little better than we thought it probably would. So we still don't know. I think the biggest, the, the biggest telling factor, and I, and I want to talk about the flip side of that too. Now, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the predator, him, him not signing with the predators, but 
here's the thing. Maybe, you know, I, I never blame a guy for going out on the open market and, and getting what he can get, right? Like, that's 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 what these guys do for a living. And if someone's going to, you know, you want to make a choice that you want to go somewhere else and, and make more money and get a better contract or get better incentives in your contract, you know, I, I can't hold that against the guy. You know, I, I don't think there's any kind of, you know, it's, it's very rare in sports these days to, you know, have any sort of loyalty. I mean, how many guys spend their entire career with one team? Not very many. I mean, it's, it's super rare. Um, you know, so I think that that's just the byproduct of, of, you know, the way professional sports are. And as far as Philip go, you know, look, I mean, like you say, he's a very good player. He's capable of being an elite player, but he's also, someone's going to pay him and someone's going to pay him more than the predators are going to want to pay him and more than the predators should pay him. And, you know, all signs, you know, to me indicate, you know, just from my, from my gut feeling, I, I don't see, you know, you don't see players sign contracts in season too often. So I think, you know, if it's going to go down to free agency, the Predators are going to lose him one way or, or another because, uh, you know, wh- whether they trade him and, like you say, get something for him, which I think, you know, you could even even if they're in playoff contention by the trade deadline, um I still think his if he continues to play the way he's been playing while he's not hurt, uh, you know, because since he's been back, he's he's given fans a glimpse of the potential type of player that he can be. But he's never str- he's never strung that together for a whole season. It's always two or three weeks at a time, and then he you know then he disappears for a month, um, you know, and th- and that's that's kind of been the story with him. So, you know, from a from a common sense standpoint, it doesn't make it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to tie up that many years and that many dollars and somebody, you know, who really at the back end of that contract, you're more than likely going to be losing big time. Um, you know, maybe in the beginning of the contract, sure, he may live up to it or may come close to it. But, you know, if you're talking, you know, the fifth or sixth year of that contract and he's getting in his mid thirties, you know, you got to imagine that the, the return that you're getting on, on that investment is going to go down drastically. You're not going to get, you know, five or six more years of prime Philip Forsberg more than likely. So, I mean, if you, it's a calculated gamble and, you know, I, I don't blame either side for taking it. I, I just don't think that it's going, I, I also don't think, Gentry, I also don't think that they're going to trade him. I mean, I, I think they're going to lose him for nothing. I think they're going to be in playoff contention, um, you know, come near the trade deadline. And I don't think Poyles will be able to pull the trigger on that. And as the worst case scenario, uh, no I, question. You know, and and look, you know, crazy things happen in this league. Um, but I just, I think, you know, if it's me and I'm not a general manager, I'm not, I'm not a professional athlete. But uh, you know, if I'm in the general manager's chair, you know, it, it, at this point, it's a business decision, right? And 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 sometimes you have to sacrifice now to, you know, to reap the benefits later. And and, and David Poyle said himself, you know, this is competitive rebuild or however you want to, however you want to, whatever phrase you want to use, um, you know, and does Philip Forsberg want to be a part of that? that? That's the other, he might not want to stay here if he doesn't like the direction that the franchise is going or, or his, you know, we saw it with Victor Arvidsson. Victor Arvidsson was here his entire career. And all of a sudden we hear in the last couple of years that he's not happy. You know, he's, he, he's not happy with how he's being used in, you know, so, you know, I mean, look, relationships end and, and, you know, I think this one's going to end one way or the other. And I think it's probably not going to be to the benefit of the Predators. I think you make a good point on uh, Forsberg. I, that's a question no one's really asking is, does he want to stay with the Predators? 
And he's going to say, he's going to say, Gentry, that of course, you know, yeah, I love Nashville, you know, but you're right. You guys aren't going to come out and say, oh, I hate it here. Very rarely does that happen. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's, a, it is a good question because you make a good point with Arvidsson. They're, they're, the core of that team that has been around for so many years has started to get broken apart. And, um, you know, again, it goes back to the same conversation we've always had, which is you kind of dip your toe in the water of a team that's rebuilding. But, you know, I, I, I and as I, I as I wrote, I think it's it is from the standpoint of it, it is a bellwether for the for the whole franchise, what they do with Philip Forsberg, because if you do if you're committed to re-signing that guy, then you believe you, you're close enough right now to go challenge for a championship. And, and I think. That's a really tough case to make at this point. And, and, and again, it, we sound negative. They've they've done pretty well this year. They're but they're in a very crowded division where if you have a couple of bad weeks, their situation is going to look a lot different. It's it, and and they're going to have to maintain the level of play they've had so far the rest of the season. And when injuries and other things happen, I'm, I, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Gentry, we're, I don't know what, 25, 26 games into the season, whatever, a quarter of the way, more than a quarter of the way through. And I always reserve judgment, you know, on what I think I see until you get about, you know, about to this point where I think you kind of figure out what you are. We saw what they were without him for nine games and they did, they, they, they you know, and, and that's just a very small sample size. It's not to say if, you know, if they didn't have him for an entire season, how much better or worse they would be. They're certainly not better without him. I'm not, don't, don't mistake me for saying that, but. That was actually, you know, maybe a blessing in disguise because it it forced a lot of other guys into a lot of different roles. It forced John Hines to figure out, hey, what's like, what's what could life be like without him? Um, and, and and I think, you know, that that's that's going to be the reality. Here's also what I think. I think that this team is. I think this team's going to make. It's it's going to sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to get very far, but I think from what I've seen, like so far. With and without Forsberg, this is a you know a bottom you know a low seed playoff team that probably loses in the first round, and and that and that's you know again something that you have to evaluate if you're if you're the Predators when it comes to you know free agents because they're look they're going to be able to afford to resign him, but and that's that's only that's right now they they have they'll have the money to resign him, but you know they also have a lot of younger players right and and one you have to think one or two of those guys is going to you know, eventually those contract rookie contracts run out and you're going to have to pay those guys some more money. And, 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 you know, you got to think one or two of them are going to, are going to be, you know, worth paying. And do you want to handcuff yourself? Like, like kind of like you did with Duchesne, you know, you already have two of those contracts. Do you want to take a chance and, and have a third? Yeah. I, 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 it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to, to do that. And, 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 and not with Forsberg only because yes, he's talented, but his whole career, it just seems like we've been waiting on this breakout season that he's just, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced by this point, just isn't going to happen. The 40-goal season isn't going to happen. Yeah, and I, 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 and I think, you know, that, uh, and it's not, I asked, I asked John and Phil, you know, kind of about the, the injury stuff, and it's not, it's not, you know, injury prone is kind of a, you know, a weird phrase that we throw around. I think that he's been a little bit unlucky. I, I don't think it's because he's not in shape or because he, you know, he, he 
you know, I, I could see why Victor, like Victor Arvidsson would get hurt because of the way he played and the areas of the ice he played in and, and the hits that he took and was willing to take and is willing to take. You look at that guy and you go, he's just going to keep getting hurt if he keeps playing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Forsberg is not, Forsberg is a lot, you know, he's not afraid to be physical, but he he's not, you know, one of those guys who's like in the middle of it all, all the time. You know, he, he's not, he's, he's physical, but not to a point where you say, man, if he keeps playing like that. You know, I just think, you know, he's had some unfortunate uh, injuries that, again, Arvidsson, same thing. You, you want to pay these guys, he's not, you, you can't pay him elite dollars if you're the Predators because he's not, he hasn't proven himself to be a consistently elite player. And and, and he's going to want to get paid like one. And he'll probably, as you, as you said, somebody probably will. And you are worth what the market says you are. And I think the market's going to like Philip Forsberg. But that's all the more reason to, to trade him because he's probably the most valuable asset they have from the trade market. Well, it, and absolutely. it's going to really sting to lose him for nothing if that happens. I, I agree with you 100%. But I do, I, for whatever reason, I just have a feeling that, that that's going to happen. But, you know, David Poyle has surprised us before. Um, you know, I, I think trading Ryan Ellis and Victor Arvidsson, you know, I don't think anybody really – expected that expected that um you know and you know he even said part of the reason I mean, and part of the reason he did it was for the you know for the money and the return that he was getting on those guys and and, and basically has said you know look those, those guys get hurt a lot and like i i just you know when we signed them we definitely thought it was you know the right thing to do but you know things don't always st- you know, I try not to look back like when a guy, when when a, when a team signs a player, and of course everyone's happy and going to say great things. And you could do that with with Matt Duchesne, you could do it with Ryan Johansson, and you could use those words from two or three years ago, and they could, you know. But what else are these guys going to say? You know, I mean, they 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 sign these guys because they believe in them, and for what for whatever reason, one reason or another, a lot of times that doesn't work out to 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 plan, and so that's why. You know, it's not unusual to see guys moved, and, and maybe he goes somewhere else and does become that elite player. Maybe part of the reason he's not an elite player is because of the system that Nashville plays. You know, I mean, and depend a lot, a lot of it depends on who he plays with. Oh, I um, think you put him on a an already loaded roster where he doesn't have to go in and be. You know, he, he can benefit from other players. And and just take advantage of that as opposed to being kind of a prominent guy the way Nashville needs him to be offensively. Yeah, I think he could be very productive. But that's the Matt Duchesne syndrome where I think, you know, Matt Duchesne's had his best seasons when he's been playing with, you know, really good players. And, and he's having and, and, you know, th- this season he's he's having, you know, he's having himself a really good season after two really, quite frankly, bad years. First two seasons with the Predators. But, you know. Philip could be that guy. I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, we could see him go somewhere else, Gentry, and be an all-star. And people, Predators fans might get mad at that. But you also have to understand that he maybe he may be an all-star somewhere else. It doesn't mean he's going to be an all-star here. And and I think that's where the, the difference lies, you know, and and you know, like you say, there's a big difference between you know, you you know, we watch enough, you know, sports, we've watched enough sports over the years. When we see an elite talent, we know, like, it's kind of like, you know it when you see it, right? Like, and, and there's very, there aren't very many players. I mean, look at, you know, like, take Derrick Henry, for example. I mean, 
you watch the guy play and all the things that he does and not just not just the numbers but you just watch him play and you 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 go man he's he is elite like he is one of the best players in the world at what at what he does right and i just don't philip forsberg is not that um and that's not a slight that's not a slight on him it's just the truth yeah and and you know and you kind of keep keep waiting on him to be that and it's just for whatever reason there's there's been a ceiling on what he could do in nashville but i i think to get to trade him this is going to require the predators to admit that they don't have enough to win a cup right now in my opinion because if if you really think you do then you yeah you're not going to trade arguably one of your if not your your best player, or one of your best players, on Roman Josi, Roman Yossi, and you'll say Soros, but but I would still say one of your three best players, if you really I believe. Mean, I, yeah, collectively over the last few years, yes. I mean, it, you know, best, you know, that's that's not that debate's a little different. Just this season, a quarter of the way through the season, who their best player? I mean, it's, well, I think Duchene actually is. Well, I mean, I mean Roman Yossi still by far is the best player on that team this season, uh, you know. But but Matthew Shane and Ryan Johansson are certainly in, and Mikael Granlin are certainly in the conversation. You know that I was looking the other day. I mean, the Predators have I think four or five guys who are over twenty points. Granlin's top, he's top three or four in assists in the league. You know, they, you know they've they've got some some firepower. Um, so it, this year it's a little more balanced than it has been in years past. But you know, I. I just, I just can't see it, can't see it happening. I, you know, I'll miss his mustache and all that, but I, I just think, you know, it, it's hard and it's hard too. You bring up the point, Gentry, of you know, basically admitting they, you know, they've never admitted that. You know, we, we, we're, you know, and it's hard. That's, I mean, that's, that, that's, that has been a difficult thing for that franchise to admit. And and if you look at some of the, you know, they they haven't been historically bad like some, you know, but some franchises have been very. The Cubs and the White Sox come to mind, uh, you know, where they basically just come out and said, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. It might be painful, you know, and, and it might not be pretty and, and, you know, and whatnot, but this is what we're doing. And, that, and that's hard, you know, that's hard to swallow your pride and do that. Um, and, and I don't know if it's necessary that a complete, a complete teardown is necessary, but, you know, I mean, it, you just kind of have to cut your losses sometimes and. You know, I mean, Forsberg's been great. He's he's up there in franchise history in a lot of categories. Um, you know, and it's probably time for him to move on somewhere else. After you know, some you know whether it's whether he's traded or signs as a free agent or or whatever. But um, it'll be interesting because this story is not going to go away. Um, you know, it's something that you know we just want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into because you know it it certainly is topical too because he's been so good since he's come back um and and you know here here, here the predators sit you know in in, in looking like a playoff a playoff contender right and i think that's what complicates this this whole discussion i think going into the season it probably made a lot of sense to the whole competitive rebuild stuff and you know but it, here's how this is going to go and you, you can see it coming they played well enough to where, yeah, they're probably going to squeak into the playoffs. And in hockey, more than maybe some other sports, if you're in the playoffs, you feel like you got a chance, and and rightfully so. I mean, I I think you 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 do have a chance 
to to make noise in the playoffs for hockey than you as a low seed than you would probably the NFL or some other NBA or some other leagues. But I mean, the Predators know that. I mean, they went to the Stanley Cup final as the last team to make the playoff. The, the, the year they went to the Stanley Cup final, they were the, the last. It can team happen. To make. It can happen. But the seductiveness of that to me should no longer prevent that franchise from doing what needs to be done. And I think the trades for Ellis and Arvidsson were a step in the right direction, even if they were unpopular. And, even, and, 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 and let's and let's not forget, you know, trading P.K. Subban, who was very instrumental, you know, in, in bringing this franchise up and, and Poyle realizing, hey, you know, this guy makes a lot of money and, and, and it, you're not it's not so much what you get in return. I think Forsberg, you could actually probably get something in return. You know, I think you can get a player well, you get a lot in return for Forsberg. I think you get a, you get some high draft picks. I think you get a player who, who, who can play in the NHL right now. You know, I, th- I think you know, depending on what kind of ransom they want to, you know, hold teams for, uh, you know, they they could leverage a lot out of they, it. And they could have gotten a lot from Matias Ekholm last year, and they chose not to do it. And I think you know, and he's and look, he's somebody I think they knew, uh, you know, that that was that wanted to to be here and was going. They were going to be able to get, you know, um, at, at a reasonable price. Um, you know, I, I don't know that they necessarily felt that about Forsberg, but I guess we'll find out. Um, the Predators play, it's Thursday now, they, they, the Predators play tonight, uh, play the Islanders, they're part of their Detroit, New York, New Jersey, New York, uh, another long road trip. But, I, um, I, I could be proven wrong on this in a few hours, silly for saying this, but what what the heck happened to the Islanders? They were uh, like they were like teams picking them to go to the finals this year, or guys, they, people, people picking them to go to the finals. Yeah, they 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 they're not looking too much like that now. But you know, over the eighty-two game season, it, it could be one. You know, I hate to use the term trap game, but the you know, this is the kind of Predators need to pounce on teams that 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 are down. And and you know, if they can continue to do that, that like I say, I think they'll 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 be in the postseason, and we'll be here wondering if if Forsberg's still going to be here or not, or or where he might be, or why he's why he's still here. <laughs> But um, that's that's kind of the fun of it, you know, to to you know we to banter about, and um, I think we'll uh, you know we'll see we'll we'll see. Um, I guess what all we could do is see what happens. We, we I think we both know what probably should happen, um, but how likely that is, I I don't know. Anyway, good, good way to good way to conclude the uh, the conversation there. So that'll do it for this edition of Catfish Corner. We hope you'll subscribe to thetennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Drop us a review or rating while you're at it. For Gentry Estes, I'm Paul Scrivina. Thanks for lending us your ear. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.